Today is part five of our six-part sermon series on Closer. Next Sunday, I'll be sharing the last message. I have a message burning in my heart that I can't wait to share. And God has been stirring my heart for today. And in just a couple of moments, I'm going to share with you a message that I've entitled. If I was going to give it a title, it would be called Noah and Now. Noah and Now. And in just a couple of moments, I'm going to give you seven similarities between the days of Noah and the days of now. I want to invite you this morning to get your Bible and turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 36 and verse 37. In verse number 36, Matthew was quoting the words of Jesus. And Jesus said, about that day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Jesus is referring to the imminent return of himself coming back for his church. We believe Jesus is coming back. Amen? Imminent means it can happen at any moment. And Jesus says, I don't know the when. The angels don't know when. Only God the Father knows when. And then in verse 37, he says, as it was in the days of Noah. Everybody say Noah. One, two, three. Noah. So it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. I want to declare at the beginning of this message the most important thing for everyone that is here in this auditorium, anyone that's in one of the overflow rooms, anyone that is watching online, is that your heart is prepared and ready for the return of Jesus. So I want to share with you today seven similarities from the days of Noah to the days of now. Number one, write this in your notes, the population explosion. Number one, a rapid multiplying population explosion. In Genesis chapter six, verse one, when human beings began to increase or multiply in number on the earth and daughters were born to them. I mean, God said be fruitful and multiply, but there was a rapidity of the growth of the population in the days of Noah, and so it is in our days today. In 1900, the world population was one billion people. Some 75 years later, in 1975, it was approximately three billion people. In 2021, today, it's approximately 7.9 billion people on planet Earth. The population is increasing quickly. And with rapid population growth comes famines, lack of food and war and difficulties and challenges on planet Earth. And there's even talk that maybe you've seen about how can we depopulate the world? How can we remove people from the world? Because there's so many people. I want you to see in the days of Noah and in the days of now, there is very clearly a population explosion. But then there's number two, write this in your notes, the increase of sin and evil. And I'm about to show you in the days of Noah, there was more ungodly than godly. And today it feels like there's way more ungodliness and ungodly ways on planet earth than godly. We're in a society, we're in a generation, you know I'm right, 
what feels is right is now wrong. And what we thought was wrong, the world is saying right. And what we thought was down is up. And what is up and down, there's perversity. There's an increase of wickedness and an increase of evil. And there seems to be more ungodliness than godliness. Let me read to you Genesis 6, 5. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth. And that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Every inclination, all time. In contrast to that is verse 9. And there's this man, Noah. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah, watch this, was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. I believe the Lord wants me to say to this church, may we have the spirit of Noah in us. When there is ungodliness that is prevailing on planet earth, may we rise up with a righteousness and a godliness and a faithfulness to Jesus in the midst of darkness. Come on, is there a witness in the house? Can we light and shine Jesus Christ in a world that feels so ungodly? Genesis chapter 6, verse 12, God saw how corrupt the earth had become. For all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. An increased population and all the people had corrupted their ways. Genesis 7 verse 13. On that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. Everyone had corrupted their ways, but eight people... An increase of ungodliness, and then very few were godly. And then you come to Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, that talks about end times. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. And in the last days, yes, there will be people who will grow cold in their faith, and they will become lukewarm in their faith, and they will turn their back on God. I say to you, Woodville, not in this house. May God light a fire of Jesus Christ in this place. May there be a burning flame of Holy Spirit. Come on, Woodville, is there a witness, a burning flame of Holy Spirit in this place that we will shine brightly for Jesus? Then there's number three, the attitude of preoccupation. The attitude of preoccupation. The Bible teaches us in Matthew 24, 38, for in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage right up to the day that Noah into the ark. Noah had preached that message for a hundred years, repent, but they weren't listening. Noah got up every single day and was building the ark for a hundred years and people scoffed and mocked and I'm sure there was days he thought, is this rain really gonna come? And they're like, come on, Noah, we're 50 miles from the ocean. There's, there's no rain that's gonna, what are you talking about, Noah? But he walked by faith and he lived by faith and everyone in that day was preoccupied with the temporal and not the eternal. And in today's society, you know I'm right, so many people are so preoccupied with the, the temporal and not the eternal. They're more concerned about their pension plan than being ready 
for Jesus Christ. They're more concerned about their luxurious holiday than being ready if the trumpet call of Jesus would sound. They're more concerned about earth than they are in heaven. I'm telling you, church, you were made for eternity. And someday Jesus is going to say, enough is enough. I'm coming back for my church. Are you ready if Jesus would come back? Anybody this morning excited that Jesus is coming back someday for his church? Just like in the days of Noah, so it is in our day an attitude of preoccupation. Then there's number four, the mocking of the truth. People mock the truth in Noah's day. And they mock the truth in our day. What we say is good, mankind says is evil. And what we say is evil, mankind says is good. They've exchanged righteousness for unrighteousness. And, and a cloud of confusion has come upon planet Earth. And even Christians are getting clouded with the confusion. No, this is the day not for us to walk in confusion. This is the day for the clarity, clarity voice of God Almighty to shine. That we say this is the truth of the word of God. This is the infallible, inerrant word of God. This is God breathed. This is man penned. Every single word from Genesis 1-1 to the last verse of the book of Revelation is the inspired word of God. We stand on the word of God. It is truth. It is not hate literature. It is a love letter. It is the hope of the nation. And as for me and on my watch, we're going to preach the whole counsel of the living God. And we're going to stand on the word of God. It is the truth. Is there a witness in the house today? Come on. Allow me to saturate you with some scriptures, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 5. But there are also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destruction, heresies, destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. Verse 4, for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment. Verse 5, for he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others. And then 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 to 10, above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming? He promised. They said that to Noah. They say it today. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forgot that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. Verse 6, by these waters also the world at that time was deluged and destroyed. Verse 7, by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Verse 8, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but 
everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will disappear with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. This is the word of the Lord, and it's true. Number five, the wickedness in the violence. Before I read some scriptures, can I ask you a question? What is the number one highest number of death? What's the number one cause of death in the nation of Canada today? Some of you want to say it's got to be cancer. Many die from cancer, but that's not the number one. Some of you want to say it's got to be heart disease. Many die from heart disease. It's not heart disease. Some of you want to say it's COVID, and there's people who are dying from COVID, but that's not the number one cause of death in the nation of Canada. The number one cause of death, and I can tell you, I can prove this statistically, in the nation of Canada is abortion. 85,000 to 100,000 lives every year in the nation of Canada die from abortion. And I declare to this church, we believe that life begins at conception. Come on, is there a witness in the house? You track the news that there's places in North America where abortion can take place right to the last week before birth. Oh God, what we declare is wrong is okay, and what we say is okay is wrong, and the, the wickedness and the violence. And let me read some scriptures Genesis 6 5 and 6. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Verse 6 The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. I believe God is looking down on planet earth, and his heart is grieving on the wickedness that is sweeping the world. And I believe his heart is grieving over churches that have lost their moral compass. They're no longer preaching the word of God. That They're preaching their opinions and their thoughts. And then they're swaying people away from the word of God. Someday soon, God is going to say, enough is enough is enough. I'm coming back for my church. The Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. And then Paul wrote to young Timothy, and he said in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 down to verse 5, mark this, there will be terrible, perilous times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and holy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but deny its power of absolutely nothing to do with these people Matthew 24 21 for then in the last days there will be great distress unequaled from the beginning of the world until now never to be equaled again wickedness violence the number six the lack of of spiritual preparation. That's 
what it was like in the days of Noah, and that's what it's like in our days. Let me read to you two passages of scriptures. One from Matthew 24, verse 38 and 39. For in the days before the flood, people were eating, drinking, marrying, giving a marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. This is how it's going to be at the coming of the Son of Man. And then I want to read to you Luke chapter 21. Be very careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing drunkenness, the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you'll be able to escape all that is about to happen. And that you may be able to stand before the Son man. The final similarity between the days of Noah and the days of now, time is running out. Genesis 7, 7 and Noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wives entered the ark to escape the water of the flood. Verse 10, after seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. Matthew 24 talks about the last days. And in verse 39, this is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in a field. One will be taken. The other will be left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill. And one will be taken. And the other will be left. Therefore, keep watch. Because you don't know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch. He would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready. Because the Son of Man is going to come and an hour when you do not expect him. Before I read this final scripture, let me drive it home with an illustration that rings true to Evelyn and I. Yesterday, our youngest daughter got married. I got up yesterday morning and I walked downstairs. There's a bunch of ladies in her house. I didn't know if I was welcome. There was someone there putting makeup on them and curling their hair. The bride was making herself ready. Her wedding gown was being pressed and she's getting all looking good and all ready for her groom. It took hours. It's 45 minutes before the wedding and I get her in the car that I had scrubbed and cleaned and the bride is now ready and she's in the car and I'm driving her to the church. 
I got to the church and she had to still get ready and she's finally ready. And, and, and everyone had walked to the ring bear, the flower girls and the maid of honor and the bridesmaids. And now everybody is standing and I'm at the back and I've got my daughter at the side. I'm the father of the bride and the bride is now ready. And I look to the front and there's a groom on the platform and I walk the bride who is ready to the front of the church and the preacher on the platform said who gives this woman to be married to this man and I uttered the words her mother and I and the groom stepped down and the groom hugged me and the groom took his bride and took his bride to the platform and I went on the platform and I married the bride to the groom and I declared you today the church is called the bride of Jesus Christ and God is calling the bride to make themselves ready because someday the groom, Jesus Christ, is coming back for his bride. He's looking for a church that is ready. He's looking for a church that is righteous. He's looking for a church who is in anticipation and a church who's in activation. He's looking for a church that's in expectation and a church that's in evangelism. I'm telling you, church, the world is going away. I never thought we'd be living through these dark and these difficult days. I believe just like it was in the days of Noah, so it is in our days. And we could very well be the generation where Jesus comes back for his church. And I don't know about you, it excites me. It doesn't make me fearful. I can't wait for the trump. Come on, anybody this morning. Come on, anybody this morning. I can't wait for the trumpet call of God. I can't wait till the dead in Christ rise first and those that are alive and remain his church the bride are caught up to be with the Lord forevermore but he's saying to the bride the church get ready get ready get ready get ready get ready get ready do all you can to win people to Jesus Christ somebody give a clap offering of praise to our Lord God I want you to stand to your feet and I want you the band to come and I want to close with this final scripture from Romans chapter 13, verse 11 down to verse 14. Paul said to the church in Rome, and I believe God wants to say to this house this morning, and do this understand the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness. Let's put on the armor of light. Let us, church, behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. He's coming back. 
I said he's coming back. I said he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Let's worship together. Let's worship together. And on that day, we join the resurrection and stand beside the heroes of the faith. With one voice, a thousand generations Sing worthy is the Lamb who was slain Come on, on that day And on that day, we join the resurrection And stand beside the heroes of faith Come on, with one voice With one voice a thousand generations Sing worthy is a lamb who was slain Forever he shall live So let it be, come on So let it be today We shout the name of bow everyone's eyes are closed whether you're here in the main auditorium or one of the overflow rooms or you're watching online my question for you is are you ready if Jesus came back today do you know that you know that you know that you're ready I want you to think you're ready. I want you to know you're ready. Was there a time, a place, a moment that you personally asked Jesus to be the center of your life? You asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. You made your peace with God through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through Him. You're standing here today and you can answer that question with a definite yes. Maybe you at one time asked Jesus in your life, but you know, you know you're far from God. You know you've turned your back on God. Today, I believe, is the day of your salvation. And so in just a moment, I'm going to count to three. And after I count to three, if you're standing here on site, you're right here in the auditorium, in the overflow room, when you're watching online, and you know that you're not ready for heaven, but you want to be 
ready and you want to be led in this prayer in just a moment to make your peace with God, I'm going to count to three. And after I count to three, if that's you, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm looking. God is looking. But our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand high. And I'm going to lead you to Jesus this morning. And today is the day of your salvation. We may not have the rest of this day. We may not have tomorrow. But you've got right now, young person, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, are you ready? Are you ready? And if you're not, you'd like to be, I'm going to count to three, and I want you to lift your hand. If that's you, I'm going to lead you to Jesus. So one, two, three. If that's you, you lift your hand high. You're lifting your hand. I want Jesus in my life. Hands are going up all over this place. In the rises, in the balcony, in the main level. I'm convinced online hands are going up. Now, I want to lead you to Jesus, and I want you, church, to join this wonderful people who have lifted their hands. Let's join together. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I ask you into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. I've decided to follow you. Today I declare you my Savior, my Lord. I want to live for you all the days of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, Woodville. Open your eyes. Can we celebrate? Come on. Celebrate salvation. Oh, there's a lot of hands that went up. The 9 o'clock service and this 10.30 service. Now, if you have had Jesus in your life, you made the best decision of your life. And if you don't attend a life-giving, Bible-believing church, how many people at Whitville would love, come on, to have them join us? Come on, how many people at Whitville would love to have them join us in the journey? It's just a couple of moments on your way out. We got exit tables. We got a Bible for you, a little booklet for you. We got a follow class that can help you. Take the next step. Get baptized in water. Go on the Zoom class tomorrow. Sign up for it. We'll baptize you in water next week. I'm so glad that you made your peace with God. If you're watching online and you live somewhere across Canada, around the world, reach back to us. We're going to help you find a Bible-believing, life-giving church in your area. Come on, let's give it up for all of our first-time guests. Come on, come on, come on. We had a stack of guest cards last week, and we were running out of these, these bags to give our guests. We love first-time guests. If you're our first-time guest, thank you for coming today. On the way out, drop by an exit table. We got a gift for you for a coffee shop. We want to bless you. We hope you come back. You've come for prayer. After I close, there's going to be a team of people at the front. Come forward. We'd love to pray for you, COVID-friendly. If you've come prepared to give on site, offering buckets in the back, debit machines in the lobby. Here's how I believe God wants us to close this service. I'm going to start with a question. How many people this morning have someone that you really care about and love that if Jesus came back today, you honestly don't know if they're ready for heaven? A mom, a dad, brother, sister, son, daughter, neighbor, coworker, friend. Anybody this morning? You got someone you really care about that you don't know if they're ready. Come on, lift up your hand all across this place. Every hand should be going up. I do. As excited, put your hand down. As excited as I am that Jesus is coming back soon. As much as I'd love it to be today, I don't want it to be today. Because there's so many people who don't know Jesus. 
Now on my watch, I can't sit back and soak. I gotta get up and get out. Gotta say to the house, let's not be an audience, let's be an army. We gotta reach Richmond for Jesus, Pastor Brad. We gotta come alongside that church and do all we can to help them reach Richmond for Jesus. We gotta come alongside Ottawa Center Ministries and do all we can to help them reach the downtown core. We got we gotta be inviting our loved ones to this house. I think every Sunday there needs to be at least 50 to 100 people that you've invited to come to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. I promise you. As your pastor, a service will not close without an invitation for Jesus. I want you to invite them. I think if these are the last days, and I believe they are, I believe just like the days of Noah, so it is right now. Jesus is coming back, so we better do all we can to win people for Jesus. Is there a little witness in the house today? Amen? Amen? So just lift your hands right now, Father God, in these final moments. Evelyn, I love this church. And I pray for everyone who is a loved one that doesn't know you yet. I pray household salvation. I pray that husband would come to know you. I pray that wife would come to know you. I pray that son, that daughter would come to know you. I pray that grandson, that granddaughter would come back. I pray Jesus, that neighbor, that coworker, that classmate, that cousin, that uncle, that aunt, I pray that Jesus, we would open our mouths. We would share you. We'd invite them to the house of the Lord. We would share Jesus with them. God, I pray that we would not sit back, but we would live not just in expectation, but we would live in evangelism. We would not just live in anticipation. We would live in action. I pray set a fire on this church, oh God. And I pray we would do all we can to reach people for Jesus. I give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Come on, give a clap offering of praise to our Lord God. Give a clap offering of praise. Now, before you go, I want to tell you one more thing. A lady came to me a couple of weeks ago, and she said, Pastor, we're building the last ark. I said, what are you talking about? She said, I'm so excited about that building expansion, that next-gen center and the Christian and pastor, pastor, pastor. Just like in the days of Noah, when Noah was building an ark, we're getting ready for the revival. We're building an ark. We're building an ark because there's going to be a harvest of souls. And I said, sister, I didn't look at it that way, but I'm excited. We're building an ark. We're getting ready. We're getting ready. We're getting ready. If we got to start another service, we're going to start another service. We're going to do all we can to reach people for Jesus in these last days. We're not going to be an audience. We're going to be an army. Come on, give a clap offering of praise to our Lord God. Let those who know tell those who don't. Well, Evelyn, I love you so much. We really do. We just pray God would give you peace on your mind, joy in your spirit, health in your body. And may you have an amazing day, an amazing week. I can't wait to see you again next Sunday. God bless each one of you.